Today we uh, install deacons and um, and elders today. But when we look at it, like this, it, we looked at uh, the last time I was here about two weeks ago. We were talking about what happens in the temple, in the meeting place, and what happens outside. And we want to continue that, <clears throat> and and with leadership. See, in the temple, when Christ was in the temple, leadership was not shared. People were seemed to be stubborn. They were. Um, Let me get this. Yeah, they were stubborn. They were afraid. The people of, of the authorities, they were stuck and silence prevailed and they angered Jesus. And so went outside the meeting house. So and, and they did not want to share the leadership with Jesus. In the meeting house, they said, we're going to kill him. We're going to try to kill him. So leadership was only for the select few. Outside the meeting house, what did Jesus do after he healed people and they touched them and he delivered them and preached to them? He called 12 to be with him and to be his leaders, the apostles he called them. And so Jesus' leadership is one that is shared. So it's a shared leadership that Jesus has. And he wanted two things from them, one, to be with him, and number two, to send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons and other people. Leadership is to be shared. Uh, I go once a month in Cranford Presbyterian Church to have a men's uh, prayer breakfast. And I go there once, once a month, and I've been doing that for a couple of years. And um, they meet real early. And so I get there. I've been getting there late lately. <laughs> <clears throat> and one and one time I got there late, and they already ordered, and I just got in there, and I said, and I usually order the same thing, you know. But I said, you know, I'm ordering something different today. So I took the menu and I looked at it, and I ordered something different. Once I ordered something different, a number of the other men said, you know what? I want something different too, and I want something different. Four, four, four of them ordered something different, and so the meal, the breakfast came late. Because the, the, the order was changed. And they made a joke that said, it was my fault the breakfast was, was late, you know, because I came and changed everything. I laughed along with them, but if I had a quick comeback, I thought later I should have said, no, 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 no. The breakfast was late because I'm the real leader of the group. <laughs> when, when, when I showed my leadership, you, you, you folks followed along. <laughs> So we all, in a way, even we know it or not, have lead, we're leaders. Uh, sometimes we, we, we are called to follow. Even the leaders are called to follow. And sometimes we're called to lead. And it could be in any way you can think about it. It could be um, at, in, in, with, with, with teenage children. I know that my parents, when they left to go somewhere, the older ones were in charge. You know, And so we, were the, we had to lead. It could be as a, a principal of a school. It can be in very different ways, uh, pastors and people in the congregation. So we all call the lead. And, and our leadership is something that is shared as, as believers. It's not, we don't be like the people in the meeting house where their leadership was only for a, a certain um, group of people and wasn't supposed to be for anyone else. 
So when Jesus called leadership, he said two things. And we want to, what I like to do is make some observations about uh, Matthew, not Matthew, about Mark, uh, draw some conclusions and apply those conclusions to our lives and our church. So what's the first thing, my first observation about sheer leadership? The 12 were appointed and called as followers of Christ to do what? To be with him. That's the first act of sheer leadership. When Christ called us to leadership, no matter what it is or where it is, the first thing he wants us to do is to be with him, to have a relationship with him. Isn't that great? That's the first thing. That's the beginning and the end, right? The foremost thing he wants us to do is to be with him. What does that mean? This is fundamental. Okay, let's just think about this. If you are following Jesus, you are appointed by God to be with God, called by Jesus to be with Jesus. That means to spend time with Jesus, to hear his word, to meditate on what he has to say, to lift our hearts to him in prayer, just to be with him. That's the first thing he wants us to do as leaders, no matter what capacity we take that leadership in is we have to first be with Jesus. And I find that when I practice that, okay, when I practice that, and hopefully I do that more and more, my leadership is, it becomes a gracious authority, like Christ's authority was gracious. Powerful, you know, um, um, active, but gracious. And if we can develop within ourselves because of our relationship with Jesus, because we've been with Jesus and, and being uh, and known by Jesus, our leadership becomes gracious. Okay? It, it's, it's full of mercy. It's full of forgiveness because we know how much we have been forgiven. It's compassionate leadership. That's what Christ is calling us to. Not just deacons and elders, but all of us in the body of Christ. So Ephesians, he talks about Christ is still calling leaders into the church. And in Ephesians, here are some of the things that, that he was, and he's just many of the gifts. There probably two more than this. But he made some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to go and tell the good news, some to, to have the, good, the work of caring for others and teaching God's people. So there's different gifts that God has placed in each, I believe, each local body that would really build up and nurture the folks that are here. So there'll be times when your leadership, your gift will have to come out and you'll have to be, uh, show um, direction to the body. And when that happens and when you get that opportunity, remember it's a gracious leadership. It's a shared leadership and a gracious authority. So what is the purpose of God's gifts? It's that Christ gives those gifts to prepare God's holy people for the work of service to make the body of Christ stronger. The gifts are not just to benefit you or me personally, but it's to benefit the church, the believers that are here. And so that is why it's called shared. I'm calling it shared. Because the strength of the body as we share the leadership with one another. The second observation is that they sent them out to preach 
and they have authority to force out demons out of people. Okay, we understand the preaching. The forcing out demons, I still have a hard time with that in, you know, 2024. But I'm sure if you're in a relationship with me, there's a lot of demons you need to cast out of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's times when you need to say, okay, little boy, calm down. <laughs> Let's, let's, let's think about this, all right? Let's take this one step at a time. Because sometimes I could be like, they go, calm down, little boy, calm down, all right? And so, um, but, but it's, it's, it's the, the power and the authority of Christ that comes with an authority of God. And, um, and this is the leadership to be shared not only with those in the community, but those outside. These are the many outreach, missions, evangelism that this church would take up. Jesus has a great authority that leads us to serve each other and others. First, Amboy will install deacons and elders today as people who have been chosen to operate within a community of faith. The leaders you chose will work with you, and together you will learn what it means to serve each other and others. Okay, so not just their responsibility only, but it's a working together so you can serve each other and the community. Their leadership will be about shepherding children, teenagers, and adults to be better citizens of God's kingdom. And that's a tall order. It's an awesome responsibility. But that's why I said it's a gracious authority. Okay, so we don't have to be scared of it to run away from it. We need, we need to be at all. So each member at South Amboy, you have an ambitious task in front of you. You would need to serve the deacons and elders with your prayers, your patience, and your encouragement. That's your task. That you would share the leadership by praying for the deacons and the elders and your pastor, okay? And, and, and be patient with them and be an encouragement to them, even when they do something you don't agree with, because you're not going to agree with everything. I'll tell you that right now. But even when there's a disagreement, you would, they can still say, this church, you know, is a joy to serve them, because even when they disagree with us, there's still respect. I know they're praying for me. We may have a heated conversation, and before I leave the, 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 the uh, sanctuary, somebody grabs my hand and say, we're, we're praying. The person I had the argument with, we're, we're praying for you. We know God's going to do something good, okay? We know he's going to do something good, you know? And so you know there's a community and a family, and that is what you want to have established here. And I'm sure it's already here, but we want to, to grow here and to be even better and, and more. So our book of order desires that deacons and elders serve, lead by serving one another and God's people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love. I would add, I'm, I'm, you know, if I could, say joy should be in there too. Okay, uh, we are human, and we have, and we we have, we live out God's principles the best we can. Being leaders required us all to make a public commitment uh, to the above mentioned values by serving one another. As they serve you, we serve them with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love, which are necessary to lead people to live and to grow spiritually and to witness to God's love to a lost world. There's a person, a book I read, 
I like the quote from it, Nancy Ammerman has observed in her landmark study of congregations and changing communities. So that's like South Amboy, changing communities. Congregation and community, that's the book, that those congregations that she studied that were able to adapt to change and to thrive in new circumstances were, were those blessed with strong pastors who could envision and lead the way to new possibilities. And I would add a strong pastors, strong deacons, strong elders. But, she says, just as, as essential, she noted, are responsive, imaginative, and energetic lay persons willing to participate in the necessary process, processes of change and to alter rewarding for themselves and for others the patterns involved for something they hope will be better. Okay? You are needed. Your involvement, your knowledge, your skills, your energy, your network of people, skills, will make you positive, will make positive changes, will nurture faithful disciples and bring hope in the lives of your people and your community. So besides the pastors and the leaders that you chose, the other gifts we talked about is necessary. So you work together. And when you work together, good things begin to happen and the God's spirit begins to move. So as you think of your own roles and responsibilities, rather you're today the deacons and the elders and, the, and or just those gifts that you have that you bring to the body of Christ. Uh, here, let me share some applications that can inform or inspire leadership that is being asked of us all today, not just the deacons and elders. God chose the deacons and elders, chose and called you into leadership. The session may have asked you to serve deacons and elders, but God is the one who really picked you out and called you into this position. So what is God calling you to do? So application number one, love. All right, love. Like Jesus, leadership is both within the walls of worship place, but also extends to the public arena. People watching us to see how we relate and react to each other. Now, it doesn't mean they watch us to make sure that we're perfect, but they want to know when you mess up, how do we respond to each other? You know, they want to say, wow, that's real different. I need to check this group out because they really respond differently than my YMCA or you know, the other clubs on there. So not just how we, we are when we are in one with one another, but when we are conflict, how do we represent Christ? That we are respectful, that we acceptance, and love is our hallmark of our leadership. So love. Number two, service. Shared leadership is leadership that, that serves. We serve each other and value one another. You are not alone as you take on this responsibility of deacons and elders. We pray for you, we, we encourage you, and we love you. You are not alone. So as you break so step into this leadership role and step into service, know that you're not alone. You might feel like it, but God will give you that little tap, that smile, you know, that says, okay, I can keep going. So love, service, and the third is grow. 
Leadership is respected. Good leaders are respected even by those who may not believe in the direction they are going. So we grow uh, as we have that tension, right? It can cause us to grow. Iron shop, sharpen iron, okay? So that's, that's, that's what it's about. So even when it, it, it gets rough decisions you have to make, and these are you go through um, um, making a decision that you feel is the right place, to, the right way to go, that tension can cause growth as you respect and love one another. And then the last thing in my application is leadership is passed on. Uh, good leaders like Jesus understand the cycle and transfer of power. See, what happened in, in the meeting place, they didn't understand that they weren't going to be there forever. So they tried to hold on. You know? Jesus, who is the author of e- eternal life, knew that his time on earth was short. So he called 12 for them to be with him, and he can send them out. And so good leaders understand that there's a cycle. And so right now, there's a cycle for the, the, the people that are coming now, but there'll be another cycle that you will be asked to step into leadership. You know, And then you can do and begin to work the way God has called you to work. And then there'll be another cycle for another group of people and another group of people. And that's the way God works. So, so good leaders like Jesus understand the cycle and transfer of power and seek out and prepare future leaders for the church. So it doesn't stop here with this group. It keeps going. It keeps going. You know, so don't be surprised. A couple years from now, somebody's going to ask you, you know, I think you'll make a good deacon. I think you'll make a good elder. Don't be surprised about that. Well, you might be surprised, but have confidence to say yes. Have confidence to say yes and walk in the way. So God is doing some good things here. The leadership is continuing at South Amboy, and we're going to take some time to affirm our faith. Uh, hymn 494, like a, like a River Glorious, and then the ordination and installation of the new leaders. Amen.